0: welcome to the second episode of sweet tea and dnd a podcast where we discuss the legends and lore of D&D as well as our personal experiences as dungeon masters and players all while drinking the sweetest of tea that's not the sweetest because i mean wilford Burnley's not here but uh is <laughs> that a bad joke is he dead is he dead? I don't
1: know if he's dead, but he may not have any toes or legs because <laughs> he has raging diabetes.
0: Woof.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to start so Zach can get his shit together. Um, I'm talking about mummies. Um, they're on page 228 of the Monster Manual. And first, I'm going to talk about actual mummies that are real. And then about D&D mummies, which are not. Um, to you. <laughs> they live in my heart. Um, so... I did not know this, that other countries did mummification processes on their dead. I really thought it was only Egypt. Don't know why. Um, but the Incans, the Aztecs, the Aborigines of Australia, um, and parts of Africa, which would be Egypt, um, and ancient Europeans all practiced some form of mummification. And I thought that was really cool. Um, the rituals varied by culture um some mummified all the citizens some only did the wealthy and some only did the kings um see some were actually mummified by accident in i'm going to say this wrong because it's a spanish word it's guanajuato (laughs) if someone could please tell me how to say that uh Just let me know. Um, But it's a town in Mexico. Uh, Over 100 mummies uh, were kept in above-ground crypts. The extreme heat and the rich geological stores of sulfur caused mummification of the bodies.
0: Gross! I bet but they smelled horrible.
1: I bet it smells like ass and eggs in there. Just <laughs> so much. Um, ass and eggs. Ass and eggs. Um,
0: Get that a tattoo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be a hit rap song. <sighs> Scratch um, and sniff. So this, okay. So the other day you caught me working on this and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is actual real thing. Um, Buddhist monks, some of them did self mummification while they were still alive. And they would starve themselves, then drink poison to vomit, so they would cleanse their bodies of all the stuff in it, like, all the toxins leaving their bodies, like, get all the shit and stuff out. Anyway. Toxins. Um, and they would drink this stuff, and it was supposed to make it where bugs that eat corpses wouldn't want to eat their corpse. Um Then they were buried alive to await death. Sad part is, this process rarely worked. So... They would just die. It <laughs> wouldn't be a mummy. They would just die. Um,
0: you gotta pull out all the juicy bits, not just from your stomach.
1: It's just...
0: Was it like Ipecac? Where it was like...
1: Oh, oh I don't
0: know. Who stopped using that now? It's real sad.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. It just sounds like a horrible thing. And I'm like, why? Why, Buddhists? Why? If anyone is a Buddhist and can really explain that, I would love, seriously, love to know why. Like, is Yeah, there- for
0: all those Buddhists who play D&D and listen to podcasts, let us know. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't you judge their lifestyle. They could be out there. And if you are, I
0: really want to While know. you're at it, Amish, if you can get back to me on the questions I have about...
1: You can't see it, America, but I'm giving him that finger. For <laughs> all those who them. aren't
0: Americans, she doesn't... No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, um, the best known and usually the best skilled were the Egyptians. They had a very long... Not, they had a long process that they would do to the bodies. They would wash them, remove the organs, salt them, and package the organs in canopic jars. They would embalm the body with oils, such as myrrh, cassia, juniper, and cedar, and then wrap the body in linens. Hmm. Um, da, 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 da. It says that they even, like, okay, so... The reason mummies were there is because they had to preserve their bodies for the afterlife that the Egyptians believed in. But it also said that Egyptians would take their pets and sometimes their slaves with them. And I always kind of wondered, so, like, did they mummify their pets? Did they mummify their slaves? Or were their slaves just kind of, like, left in there and to die with, like, just alive and just kind of sitting there waiting for the slow embrace of death.
0: I think so. Which <laughs> and is sad.
1: It's so if sad. Futurama,
0: Futurama taught me anything, they were just left in there to die.
1: <laughs> oh, sad, sad day. Anywho, um, da, 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 da. um, so I did not know this, but apparently in the 20s, the late 20s, people would use ground up mummies as medicine to cure... Big air quotes on that. A number of things. And apparently that's what kind of kicked off the grave robbing stuff of tombs. Oh, because it was such a high dollar business that people would go to Egypt, break into the tombs and steal whatever they could. For and the then, cure
0: ancient curses? Is that <laughs> how you get rid of that? Just like, <laughs> uh, if I eat a little bit of uh, King Tut, he won't hate me as much.
1: <laughs> if I put him <laughs> Make in Make sure it's tea. a fine
0: powder I can dissolve in my tea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You just snort it right up like cocaine. Um, so in 1922, the the biggest discovery of mummies was found. It was King Tutankhamen. Um, and the crazy thing about his discovery was that there were several unnatural deaths, um, linked to the finding of King Tut, and that's kind of what kicked off all the Hollywood stuff about the books and the movies of the Mummy's Curse and Mummy's Coming After You. Um, and that's it for actual mummies, like. They're all long gone. Anywho, um, as far as Dungeons and Dragons mummies, they're the same pretty much, except just a little bit different. Uh, let's see. The mummification process is pretty much the same. Uh, mummy is a reanimated, uh, corpse that can be unwillingly made. A uh, dark priest usually puts necromatic markings on the bandages. And if a series of events happens that matches their prerequisites, the mummy will rise. um, being made a mummy is usually a type of punishment uh, or a slave murdered to serve a purpose, which I thought was pretty shitty. Um, Oh, mummies obey. I had to like think what my, th- that little note meant. I put and C. I was like, what the hell does C means? But mummies obey the terms and conditions.
0: Oh, that's I what read I mean. Those.
1: Uh, obey the terms and conditions of their spells. They attack only those involved in the transgressions. Uh, They can paralyze you with fear or they can uh, rot your flesh off if they touch you from the mummies. uh, Mm -hmm. So you have like skin rot. It's very hard to kill a mummy. Typically, you have to undo the violation. So if you stole something, you have to put it back. But it can get pretty complicated if you killed somebody that they were like meant to protect because you can't come back from that. Um see, mummies in D&D can talk which most mummies are incoherent in history so at least in the movies in in, (laughs) movie history that
0: talkative son of a bitch
1: (laughs) (laughs) he has a lot to say he was a great ruler um the mummies can talk and are coherent uh there are two types of mummies listed in the monster manual there's a regular mummy and then there's a mummy lord mummy lords were powerful priests um and they were made mummies for various usually political reasons And they keep all their memories from when they were alive.
0: Mm, Pass. (laughs)
1: Um, Unlike actual historical mummies, D&D mummies have their hearts taken out. In Egyptian mummies, they were kept in there because they believed they needed it for the afterlife. However, in D&D, the hearts are removed and placed in canopic jars. And that is kind of what their life force is held to. So if you really want to destroy them, you destroy the heart with fire. And that'll end the mummy's curse. Or you have to satisfy or... Undo what you done did, and it'll go away. um
0: It's you can't really figure out the terms and conditions so you scroll all the way to the bottom. Always,
1: I right mean, you have to check the box. It's really <sighs> a real big hassle. Imagine the
0: paperwork to make a mummy.
1: If the heart is intact, a it, lot of white tape. It, shut up! If, if heart is intact, uh, it can't be. Oh, I can't read my writing. If the heart is intact, and you encounter a mummy, and you fight it, and you big aircoats kill it drop it to zero hit points it will rise again in 24 hours within five feet of its heart and just come right back after you
0: like even if you destroy its body as long as you don't destroy the heart yeah. Just until like you right destroy
1: the up. heart like like a disney fandom like <laughs> you must destroy the heart you have to you have to destroy the heart and then you will actually end up killing it if not it respawns in 24 hours five feet away from its heart and then proceeds to continue its mission
0: so how screwed are you if you're like ooh, treasure and take the heart and then walk with it away from its tomb
1: then it's just gonna pop up right on you <laughs> well first it would have to rise and then find you and then attack you and you have to keep the heart and then it would have to reappear right next to you
0: oh. so
1: if i guess if you steal the heart and the heart is not against the terms and conditions it wouldn't do anything hmm i know it sounds super complex i've I feel you having to use this in campaign, you would have like a lot of writing. Or just don't tell your players. Right. Just don't (laughs) tell them. Let it be a mystery. Mystery. Um, The hearts are typically hidden for this reason, because they are so powerful and significant to the mummies. They have an AC of five, an HP of 25, and immunity to everything but fire
0: interesting
1: yeah i thought that was super cool um which and also kind of weak like fire really it seems kind of cliche whatever
0: it's a mummy it's the most cliche thing in the you're world. the most
1: cliche <laughs> thing um in a side-by-side comparison of a uh, mummy versus mummy lord they're, I don't know, they're pretty, they're just pretty much the same, but then they're very different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Um, the AC for a mummy is 11 for a mummy Lord at 17. The HP for a regular mummy can go up to 80, whereas in a mummy Lord, it can get to 143. Their speeds are the same. Um, a mummy Lord does have much higher, uh, strength and wisdom and charisma as compared to a mummy. They their vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities, that's a hard word to say are the same their immunities are the same and their resistances are all the same they have a rotting fist attack mhm you have to make a con save or be cursed and you cannot regain hp your hp max is dropped by 10 daily until it hits 0 uh and if you die you become dust That's and
0: the, just a normal mummy that is a normal mummy ooh i know what's right? the challenge rating of that thing uh
1: it is a normal mummy is a cr 3 Hmm. but it packs a while if it gets you
0: you can't remove a curse it's a cr3 it's nothing
1: uh but the other one Um. the mummy lord gets some really cool stuff um you have to have a remove curse spell to remove Mm -hmm. that condition then there is dreadful glare so wisdom save or you're frightened and if you fail by five or more you are paralyzed and if you succeed you're immune to it for 24 hours (laughs) all right the cool thing about mummy lords, and this is only for them, is their legendary actions. They have their normal attack, and then they have something called blinding dust. A DC-16 con save for five feet. Sand flies up around you and blinds your enemies. Then the cool one, blasphemous word. You say a word, that is obviously blasphemous to somebody, and all undead, uh, that within 10 feet, they can hear you, uh, are immune to it. Everyone else will be stunned no save this it's a dc 16 dc 16 con or be stunned it only affects living creatures any undead in the area are not affected by it uh let's see they
0: gasp when you say the blasphemous we To (laughs)
1: like god i hope so (laughs) there needs to be some southern mummies (laughs) they don't walk with a cane and Just have a really racist attitude about everything. Uh, Let's see. There's channel negative energy. I do that every day. (laughs) Come to me, dark forces. (laughs) Uh, It's 60 feet. And in this zone, you cannot regain uh, health points regardless of of barriers to the end of your next turn. So it sends out this wave for 60 feet. And regardless if you have cover or not, no matter what's around you, it will get you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't regain hp so that's a cool thing to use when people are really far down and just be yeah. like no you're going to die sucker. and the last one which is very um it reminds me very much of the mummy movie with brendan fraser wherever you are brendan i miss you um he's a tv it's, show right now is he
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's called whirlwind of sand and it's kind of like remember the face part in the mummy where he's in the sand wall Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. Um, The mummy becomes a whirlwind of sand. He moves sixty feet, and during that time, is immune to all damage. Cannot be grappled, petrified, knocked prone, restrained, or stunned. Hmm. So it's a good way to get the heck out of dodge
0: and not take damage. And not take damage. And he can move sixty feet for that. Sixty feet. (laughs) Can't dash. I'm gonna move 120 feet out of this chamber. Yeah.
1: And then I'm gonna make where nobody can regain health points. And then I'm gonna touch you.
0: Oh yep, that's the worst one. With what is isn't the attack game. called? Fist? though It's
1: called running fist.
0: rotting fist. Rotting yep. fist. Give him the gold fist.
1: Give him the old. That's, that's going to be a common razzle. theme as my
0: monster today also fists things. So.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're welcome. If you I get, try to think if of a way get to write
1: Fisted it. by a mummy, you are screwed oh man that's so it's
0: <laughs> so unsanitary <laughs> i
1: get the wink in the gun from the producer um but that is mine um that is the mummies. so yes.
0: i robbing galore
1: i started a new campaign on tuesday and there is a mummy in it and spoiler alert you guys are gonna have to fight it and it's gonna be so great i'm so excited
0: Anything else to add? No,
1: that was all. I said that already.
0: (laughs) Sweet. T and D and D. All right. So, uh, to lead off... That's going to be the dumbest pun I have for the rest of this thing. So, to lead off and not be undone, I'm also going to talk about some pop culture here. Or, I I guess, technical mummification is a pop pop culture. culture. Hey, pop culture. So, uh, (laughs) for those of you who saw it, I have not watched it yet. Don't judge me. The Revenant, where... Leonardo Vinci. Di- DiCaprio got He got his Oscar from that Didn't he mm-hmm. Yeah he got an Oscar Good for him uh, well, I can no longer say I have the same number Of Oscars as him So For the record I didn't watch the movie But I did read on The a history website What actually happened To his character Who was Hugh Glass uh, The website's Historynet.com Which just sounds A little counterproductive But uh, this dude saw And survived some Crazy shit uh, He was in his 40s When he was mauled by a bear In the woods And his trapper buddies Found him And so they tried to help him because he he wasn't technically dead. He was pretty bad and he was still breathing and every now and then moaning and like just making uncomfortable sounds.
1: I'm not dead yet.
0: (laughs) He he wasn't. And he's still uh, he's not alive today, of course, because he's not (laughs) that kind of revenant. But uh, so what ended up happening to him is uh, he and two other gentlemen were split from the group. They make it to a clearing where they are uh, stay for about two days to wait for him to literally just die. That was their only plan. Wait for him to die. And then they'll leave and meet up with the others. So, uh, eventually they got tired of waiting and they're like, ah, eh, he'll die on his own. So, uh, they took his personal belongings, including his gun and just left him in the forest clearing. Uh, he managed to grab a, a few things around him by eating whatever what was available. So he had a little bit of water in his water skin and he mushed up berries to try to get it down his mangled throat. Cause the bear bit his throat open or clawed it open. One of the two, I wasn't there. Uh, following that he managed he had a broken arm and a broken leg he managed to crawl his way uh out of his clearing along a river path to try to find a fort or some settlement that he could get assistance this from.
1: guy has so much will to live
0: i know i would have I given up so I long
1: would
0: the thought of just heard. mushing berries and drinking them i would have just died anyway oh my
1: god you I, would have died <laughs> so fast i'm not
0: a big fan of berries my berries uh but he uh he ends up coming across, like, the corpse of something and eating parts of it when, like, wolves stopped eating it. it and was, that's
1: how we got our first zombie.
0: Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's how he became a remnant. Food poisoning. And so he uh, continued to survive off of that until he was found by uh, Sioux Indians, who helped him kind of... They cleared his back, which was cut open so much maggots were growing in it. Mm. Uh, so they kind of patched him back up and sent him on his way. Um, he gets attacked by another tribe of Indians uh, called the Re-Indians. They have a longer name, but I think it's Ari... I'm going to butcher its name, so I will not mention it. But uh, they attack him. He manages to get through. He finds a fort uh, where he encounters the first gentleman who abandoned him, who was a 19-year-old kid. He lets him live, which is probably a mistake. And uh, he lets him live because he was convinced by the older gentleman named John. He finds John left the group a long time ago and set off for another uh, fort. And so he ends up chasing him. In this process, he gets attacked by Indians again. Uh, he just goes through a bunch of nonsense and finally reaches the fort. And you could read the full story because it's crazy what he goes through. Uh, Finally reaches the fort, finds out John has joined the uh, army and that they don't take too kindly to randomly killing soldiers in forts. And so they pay him for his life. They give him his rifle back. And unlike a normal Revenant in the game, which I'll talk about in a moment, uh, he doesn't just die instantly on the spot. Uh, He uh, lives for nine more years until he's killed while trapping. Indians
1: did you ever find out if that's how the movie ends or
0: it is not how the movie, ends. How does the movie it's end? more s- movie it's very Hollywood it up so um they have this crazy fight scene Oh, you did
1: tell me yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't watch it I googled the ending because I wanted to see how historically accurate and then, of course the answer is it wasn't because Hollywood loves that shit so uh he ended up uh just falling over dead possibly maybe dead we don't really know it just shows him closing his eyes and seeing his white wife going towards a light from what I understand of the see, ending of the movie
1: I think that means he's dead if you if you close your eyes and see a white light and but you're the dead fall over. <laughs> Get
0: it's all the same movie shut James. The door.
1: <laughs> oh so we're not
0: cursing now fuck you no.
1: what you can eat an ass okay Fist person <laughs> You can eat a rotten fist fisted ass.
0: No! Man, I'm gonna, please do. <laughs> so yeah, he's dead now. Uh, and uh, to talk about actual revenants from 5e D&D, which actual. can be found actual, real ones, can be found on page 259 of the Monster Manium. Uh Like uh, Hugh Glass, which was really missing an opportunity to be a huge ass if you really said it fast enough. Uh, he, uh, they are formed, well his soul wasn't Taken from his body, but uh, they are formed from mortal souls and they reanimate either their body, unless it's gone, as in like destroyed, or uh, they lost it. No, uh, it has to be destroyed for them not to occupy their own body. If not, they'll take the nearest corpse available. Uh, if uh, they uh, come across their enemy, uh, who is somebody who killed them, or if it is a group of people who killed them, they will hunt them down until they're dead. Uh, however, the terms and conditions they have, because they're kind of under a contract deal, is if multiple people killed them, they have to target the one who did the final blow first, and then they'll kind of branch out and murder whoever they want, hmm. who they feel deserve their vengeance. Uh, they only have one year to do this, though, so they have a one-year death contract. They read the terms and conditions, maybe. Who knows? Sometimes they might extend that. That's up to you as a DM. Uh, if they fail, their soul fades into the afterlife, then there's not really nothing they can do about it, and their body turns to dust. Uh, If it's too weak to defeat its enemies, it will collect friends that uh, will assist it in terms of murdering the party or uh, someone else.
1: Are they other revenants, or are they just, like, friends? (laughs) They
0: can be friends. Uh, Some suggestions are... um, if they were in a faction already, like say they were part of a group, those guys might be hey, Jim, welcome back. Oh, you're a corpse. Cool. Let's go kill your enemies and stuff like that. So whatever you have to do to get by. Uh, however, that's really only necessary if the party's too high level. Uh, these do have a CR 5 challenge rating, so normally they'll be okay with level 3 or 4 parties, but anything above that, they should have some allies to distract them, because at the 5th level, you know Fireball, if you can cast that, which just murders everything. So one of its beautiful skills is that is a tracker meaning that it knows the direction and distance of its target that it is looking for at all times as long as it is on the same plane of existence um if uh the body is destroyed before the year is up in 24 hours it will find another one and it will continue to hunt until the contract is over or you have sent its soul back to the afterlife um they do not require air food drink anything along the lights they are considered undead creatures and uh there is a variant portion of them in the sidebar on uh, the monster manual that if they were casters when they were killed they will retain those spells if they were fighters or something along the line as long as their armor and gear was left on their corpse they get all of that back when they return to it um as for kind of their physical descriptions, uh, they are uh, decayed and emaciated versions of their once-living selves. Uh, they have open festering wounds and drawn, clammy skin covering their bodies, which is a weird description. Clammy. Clammy. Uh, they, <laughs> much like me, have cold, lifeless eyes. Uh, they only show sparks of life when they see their enemy or the multiples of their enemy. Uh, unlike me, my eyes light up when I see cake or my bed. So, whichever comes first. Uh... They have, again, a lifespan of one year, and then they have a normal speed of about 30 feet, which is pretty common for medium creatures. Uh, can,
1: can any race be a Revenant?
0: Yes. You can actually have a playable race as a Revenant. There yes. is Unearthed Arcana is the Gothic Heroes portion. I have a link to that later. You could just Google that. Uh, that will go over how to be a revenant. Uh, there are some specific race requirements for, I believe, Dragonborn and humans. Some of those stats change. But yeah, if you're dead as a revenant, as long as you can come back, you can. But it's still that one year contract. That is your lifespan in that case. That's one pretty year. cool.
1: I just want to see like a halfling full of piss and vinegar and undeadness coming after somebody.
0: Yeah, with an axe to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you. So <laughs> Knees
1: um, first.
0: <laughs> it is a great alternative for for if your character dies, you can speak with your DM to, if they allow of stuff, some of it's a little unbalanced if it hasn't been published yet officially, uh, to uh, be used as a backup character, in a sense your racial stats will change, because that is essentially all you're changing, you're just taking a subclass race of it, so those stats will change how you appear, and what you don't need food, sleep, or drink, so have fun with that hmm. you're essentially at health, but with cooler powers <laughs> Uh, or you could be just an undead elf with cooler powers. Uh, their basic stats is an AC of 13, but again, if they go back to their body that had their armor on it, you can bump those stats up. Uh, the book gives them an HP of 136, however, it can be bumped up to 192 if you roll the maximum on the dice. Oh yeah, this is a CR5 creature. It has a plus 64 to its hit point pool. Wow. Massive. Uh, Which, in comparison, as I'm looking at the page right now, on page 258, the Young Rimmer has, or Haze, however you want to say it, is also a CR5 creature. It has a plus 33 to its hit point pool and has a total HP of 93. So the Revenants are hard to kill. And they're fun to mess with your players with, particularly because they keep coming back. It's the gift that keeps on giving.
1: I like how both of ours... Like zombie fisting. (laughs) Uh, This mummy fisting, thing. Mummy fisting, excuse Um, me. And I like how both of our monsters do that like mine is attached well mine's attached to its heart which is its weak point but if you don't kill it all the way these pictures will just keep coming back and haunting you and i think that sense of foreboding is probably the best thing and it's it's a really good thing to build up suspense in your campaign of if will this thing come back
0: and the bonus to this one is if you've destroyed its body it comes back in another one yeah you never know what they are other than the cold lifeless eyes (laughs) <laughs> However, one of the flavor text notes say that the creature it is targeting always can see its enemy, in this case the revenant, in its face. It always knows who is following it. So the rest of the party might not know. So if only one of your party members is targeted, they can identify this person. But to everyone else, it's just another passerby.
1: Regardless yeah. of their body in race change, they'll they'll know what's them.
0: They will know it's in their face. It just shows in their face that it is the previous revenant monster. It's those
1: monster. lifeless eyes. It's <laughs> the lifeless,
0: cold, lifeless eyes. Uh, so these these guys or girls, whatever they're, have amazing stats. Uh, they have a plus seven to str- uh, saves of con, strength and charisma, and a plus six to wisdom saves. Uh, they are resistant to necrotic and psychic damage, and they are immune to poison. Uh, They are also immune to the following conditions. Charmed, exhaustion, frightened, paralysis, poisoned, and stunned. They don't give a fuck. Uh, It has a a sight range of 60 feet with dark vision, which means they're great for murdering in the dark. (laughs) Particularly if your enemy is a dragonborn or a human. I don't think dragonborns get dark vision. I don't know. I don't think they do. So... However, they do have a passive perception of 13. Uh, It retains all of its languages at new in life, so it can scream at you in all the language it knows. It's worth 1,800 XP if you're interested in that. Uh, One of the fun stats that it gets is regeneration. At the start of its turn, it regains 10 hit points automatically, unless it has been damaged by radiant or fire damage. This means, though, that unless that final blow... That dropped it to zero hit points was radiant or fire damage, it automatically jumps back up to ten hit points. Nice. So you have to figure that out. But that's something you don't tell your players unless they figure it out through flavor chats. As you're like, oh, you notice that fire hurts more than it should. Or what however you want to phrase that. Better than I did, hopefully. Uh, so it has 24 hours to find a body that's just the requirements set aside by the monster manual so once you've destroyed its body or knocked it to zero hit points preferably destroying its body uh, it has 24 hours it will pop up and take the most the closest corpse it can find uh, so it'll just swing off that uh, the only way to get rid of a revenant is the wish spell
1: Oh my gosh.
0: The, uh, while, and it has to be in its bodiless form. So after it ha- you have to get it in that 24-hour time period before it finds another body. There you can wish it away to the afterlife. Theoretically, true resurrection would work as well, but it's also a high-level spell. So you gotta have some good friends in some even, high places.
1: Even then, you will resurrect it as a living body who still has a grudge against you.
0: Yeah, but then they turn to their normal selves, so...
1: But you... You obviously screwed over this person. That's why it wants to kill you. And then you give it a new body and it's alive. I feel like you're just.
0: All is forgiven at that point, right? Then you can be like, go home. You're alive.
1: Like that's a good thing. I would say for like story building, someone resurrected this person and gave it another body and now it can be alive and do what it's doing. But I would never, I would hope players would never do that, especially if they're the ones who did something to it because it's like, I feel like you didn't solve the problem. I feel like you made a new problem. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you made it go away temporarily. Because then
1: if it dies and becomes a revenant again, it has a whole other year to screw with you.
0: But then somebody else killed it. Unless you killed it, then it's not your problem.
1: Well, because it hates you. It'll go after you and you have to kill it. Well, it's only who killed
0: it. That's the revenant cycle. And it's really, it's very specific that it will only target those who it has vengeance to seek. If you were a part of the party and you did not have your own hand in killing this creature, so say part of your backstory is like, I killed a man in cold blood in an alley, he only targets you. The rest of the party is not involved unless they attack him. Mm-hmm. He will def- The Revenant will defend itself, but other than that, its sole focus is on its target.
1: Didn't choose, say, I think we discussed this that the Revenant is, we found one in Curse of Stride from Correct. the beginning. Yeah, that guy was fun.
0: He didn't give a fuck. No. As long as you don't attack them, they're Koala's not gonna... Koalas in the rain. Koalas in the rain. No fucks given. That's a reference you have to go way back on the internet to find. Uh, so, uh... It is immune to being turned by the unturned undead skill by clerics.
1: Suck it, clerics. Yep.
0: Uh, It knows the distance and direction of its target at all times as long as it is on the same plane, which means, this is the fun part, if it's invisible or hiding, it knows exactly where it is. You can't hide from it. Uh, Just have to remember that fire and radiant damage prevent it from regenerating hit points. Uh, It does get two attacks on a single turn, which is kind of common for fifth level creatures or challenge rating creatures um they have a plus seven to hit and they do a total of 2d4 plus four damage additionally if the target is your enemy your sworn enemy you can do an additional 46 damage to it which is pretty mean at fifth level cr5 uh Alternatively, if you do prefer not to do the damage, you may use that attack roll for a grapple attack, which is a DC 14 to escape, as long as your target is larger, smaller. Uh, the bonus is it has a vengeful stare, which I do too. Uh, at this point, it is can target one creature, which must be its sworn enemy. It has to be within 30 feet of it and has the wisdom save of 15. If it fails, the creature is paralyzed until... The Revenant deals damage, or the Revenant's next turn. In that time, uh, the creature can attack it with advantage because it is paralyzed. Uh, it can grapple it with advantage because it is paralyzed. Uh, however, once it deals damage as it gets two attacks, the first one could be to hit it. The second one is no longer advantage because it's no longer paralyzed. It's a, kind of a weird chain reaction there. However, once the paralysis ends, either through damage or otherwise, the creature is frightened for one minute meaning that it cannot get any closer to you It doesn't have to flee from you but it cannot get closer to you and it has disadvantage on all of the attacks as long as it is in your presence and line of sight with you uh you may repeat the save uh, the players may repeat the save at the end of their turns uh but they have disadvantage if they see the revenant um so one site that I've frequently used is the com, and this is from uh, Keith Amon or I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly but Amon or Eman. Uh, he does a lot of monster tactics for 5e uh, I'll look at his for my own campaigns as well but uh, they're not stupid creatures they have a plus one to an intelligence and a plus three to wisdom uh, so they are not dumb and they will not fight stupid uh, they would flee from battle if they feel that they are not gonna make it however in terms of their contract if they're up on their year, is ending soon they'll probably fight it out as long as they can Um, if their body is destroyed and by fire or radiant damage again it's gone till 24 hours later when it comes back unless you wish it away if not if the body will automatically gain 10 hit points the next round because it wasn't damaged by fire or radiant damage uh, they have dark vision, so it would be great for them to approach their enemies at night, particularly those, again, who don't have dark vision. And you can stab them in the dark because they ha- you have advantage on the attacks. Um, and they can only target one creature at a time. So this is a great chance to start the battle by entering with this um, Vengeful Stare, trying to paralyze your enemy. Once you've done that, the next turn, while they're paralyzed, you run in, attack them or grapple them. I would suggest grappling them. Once you've grappled them, you could make an advantage advantage attack on them. You already have advantage on the grapple because they're paralyzed, then you have advantage on the attack so you can roll extra damage, not extra damage, but do damage with that uh once you've attacked them though however all the paralysis ends so then they are no longer frightened of you so they run away but as long as you're in sight with them they have disadvantage to attack you and then you just wallop them to death unless the rest of the party takes you out in that case you can always come back 24 hours later um let's see uh just keep in mind that the creature uh the revenant in this case should again fight smart so if it Sees one tactic, is it working? Say they make the save for the stare over and over again. Don't repeat it, just keep punching them in the face with your fist because that is the attack spell. Or it's not a spell, I cast fist, uh, it's the attack they have. Um, That's
1: the theme for tonight. <laughs> that is, that'll be the
0: uh, how
1: many times do we say the word fist? <laughs> at least I didn't say
0: cock a hundred times last episode. So mm, I'm winning. So, um, oh, solid boost solid themes yeah so uh it's not halloween or spooky things it's fisting spoopy spoopy uh so uh again it can take a level three to four party pretty easily however if the allies are higher or the party is higher than that you should buff it up with some allies to murder them with grab some ghouls ghast or whites and um possible allies could also be again members of their factions or enemies of the party um pummel them to death and get on with your unlife or undeath Get on with your. Just die already. <laughs> so, uh, again, they are a playable race. You can find them on Unearthed, unearthed Arcana.
1: Unearthed <laughs> Arcana.
0: <earth laughs> I've had a lot of sweet tea, guys.
1: Uh, I have. I'm from the South. I
0: have. To <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh, last suggestion I would say is go watch The Revenant. It's worth it because you got an Oscar for it. He got an Oscar for it.
1: You say that having not watched having it. Having not watched and it. And I know you and won't. And I will
0: never watch it because I read the synopsis <laughs> online and now I don't have to. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not historically accurate.
0: As Jamie mentioned, our encounter with the Revenant was in Curse of Strahd, which we have attempted to play on three separate occasions. Oh my
1: gosh, Curse of Strahd.
0: Two in person and one um, online. On Roll 20. It did not go well. They all ended very poorly. Uh,
1: that's a whole discussion in and of that's itself. a whole episode.
0: Uh, we did come across a revenant, like you said, in the beginning, and we hadn't really fucked shit up yet, so we didn't kill it, so it wasn't targeting us that we we're aware of. Well, we
1: didn't kill it at all. Yeah. Uh, we ended up talking to it. I it think. was
0: like, hey, guys, do you want to murder a dude? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, I'll talk to you later. That was essentially the entire conversation. Yeah. And with he a was DM like... who constantly mispronounced the word wolves. So uh, we <laughs> never finished that campaign. So I have no spoilers as to who that dude was, why he was there, who murdered him. I
1: think he was and just And I'm okay
0: a... never knowing. <laughs>
1: he was just a plot point to get us into Barovia,
0: I think. That's what the mist is for. The mist.
1: <laughs> um I'm going to throw out there because I forgot to say it. Um, Mummies are first found in Shadowdale. It's a 3.5 module. Um, And it's a July 17, 2007. I don't know why. I feel like that's not long enough ago. But what do I know? I didn't play 3.5. So.
0: It was a long running edition.
1: Shout out to Shadowdale. It seems like a cool thing. Minus the 3.5-ness of it all.
0: Hey, 3.5 was great. Um, I'll
1: take your word for it.
0: Yeah, uh, the this and uh, the, the revenant was initially found in the first edition fiend folio as well as the ericakra, uh, so it's been around for a while. Fiend folio, it's fun to say. Fiend folio, fisting fiend folio. That's your
1: oh gosh that's your episode title for the week.
0: Fisting fiend folio. Fisting. Brought to
1: you by Sweet Tay and Day and Day, in Day. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> no one's gonna listen to this. I'm like these guys are dumb.
0: <laughs> so that's a wrap.
1: Is it? We d- oh, no, we didn't. You didn't look at my, my beautiful, oh, our drawings, our drawings. beautiful drawing. All right.
0: All right. Go for it. I get to look at your drawings. I'm telling you. i I want it. Okay. So we'll post this way. on our social media, which can be found at... Um, I, uh, <laughs>
1: I can't draw. <laughs> what is this supposed to... Be? Oh, my God. His
0: eyes light up like when I see cake.
1: Okay. I was, <laughs> so this is you as a revenant yeah. seeing your... uh. Heart's desire for the diabetes for cake diabetes
0: um yeah so uh you can see these beautiful drawings you have no neck i have no neck it merged i was gonna put clothes and they're like oh shit we're recording so it's cake uh and his eyes are on the wrong side of his face
1: they're very close to cake. very very close
0: (laughs) he's very focused on that cake uh so you can find these beautiful drawings, which yours looks like a fucking waffle came to life.
1: It looks. Well, because I tried to do the bandages, and then I was like, wait, I didn't do this right. So it looks like he got repeatedly ran over by a car. <laughs> it's just like treads up and down over his body. Over and over again. Or he was barbecued and Had turned several times. Um, Real marks over and over. you and over. fear that mummy or Yeah, it'll he's got you. a
0: smile and two, two <laughs> Oh,
1: right. <laughs> Watch
0: out for the banjo music. So you can find these and other great drawings of ours. They're not great. They're garbage. Yeah, we made uh, all of
1: our social media, guys. Listen yeah, up. Yeah,
0: we have those at Twitter. At, our, our Twitter is At @sweettndnd and dnd, not d and d, whatever that symbol's called. Um, that's the one. I was going to say Octothorpe, but that sounds wrong. Uh Cuz it is. It is. That's it the is. pound sign. <laughs> Or hashtag, because you can't say pound anymore. Uh, what? <laughs>
1: why, why Why can't we say pound I don't know, because it's
0: not the pound anymore. Everybody calls it hashtag. You
1: don't want a good pounding?
0: No, I don't.
1: Beep, 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 beep.
0: <laughs> I can make another fisting joke, but I'm going to be the mature one on this
1: podcast. Yeah, sure.
0: Yep. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, where we'll also post our pictures of sweet tea and D&D. Again, that's an N, not an amp sand. Uh, We have an email address if you want to send us questions, which we will answer in future podcasts. Oh my gosh.
1: Questions, suggestions, if you have a homebrewed monster.
0: Angry responses. Keep those to yourself. I'm sure we'll uh, get plenty of those. It is also sweetteaanddnd at gmail.com. We're working on our website now, but we'll see how that goes. It may or may not exist. (laughs) So... So uh, our music would be uh, selected from uh, Incompetech or uh, Kevin MacLeod. Uh, He has a great source of open source music or royalty free music if you're interested in that. Uh, So uh, with that, uh, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Music. I'm doing my best to remember these. I think
1: you're just saying words now because I are like, are we there?
0: Podcaster of choice. Your podcaster of choice. Podcatcher of choice. Po- podcatcher? That sounds like. That's what it's
1: called. It's it's called like a that a,
0: sounds stupid. A podcatcher of does choice. Does it
1: catch all the bad podcasts and let the good ones come through? Like a dream catcher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some nonsense. I was going with catching STDs, but you took it to a yeah. weird no. <laughs>
1: no. I'm just thinking of. Really, I really <laughs> hope, and that's why we drink Ghost 3 because we both listened to that one. <laughs>
0: It does, because we listen to it. Yeah, I love them. Have a good day. We're done. Bye. I
1: don't want to say goodbye. Bye.